the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, as you know, I hold a couple of master's degrees of law, one as a master of the laws of taxation law and the other as a master of the laws of intellectual property law. Both of my master's degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law that's located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And because of my training, my experience, my expertise, and my interest, I primarily practice bankruptcy, debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and taxation law. And I'm also proud to say as I get older in years, I'm happy that part of my practice, I'm also sometimes able to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of financial elder abuse. I have to tell you the reason why I care so much for elders and why they're a significant part of my practice is I was partially raised by my grandparents, my grandmothers, both of them actually made an a very important impact in my life. When my folks split up, I was like four and a half years old. And both my grandmothers uh, took part in helping me make the transition. My mother's mother took me off to Washington, D.C. for a few months while my parents tried to salvage their marriage. And then after it didn't work out, my father's mother... Uh, became my primary guardian for the next two years. When my mother came out here to the Bay Area, to get set up and start her life and get a job. So I was able to spend um, from age like four and a half till six when I came out here to start school in the San, in San Francisco, actually, with my mom and her mother. But I spent uh, that time four and a half to six with my father's mother and had such a great time because her cousin, her first cousin, owned a large farm uh, deep in the heart of Dixie. (laughs) And I got to spend some time out there on a farm, very wholesome living um, with my grandmother's first cousin and his large family. And I learned about chickens and hogs 
and cotton and soybeans. And it, it was, you know, you think about it, it's kind of life is kind of balanced where you, you take the good and the bad. So I learned a lot of really good experiences uh, down south with my farm family <laughs> and then moved out here to the big city and uh, became a city girl and ultimately spent some time up in Alaska. So I'm just giving you a little bit of my background uh, to let you know how important it was uh, for me to be with people in the elder generation, the generation, <laughs> and I'm their age now. And that's why it, it means so much to me to be able to help families, small business owners, including some you know farm-based businesses, be able to reclaim their finances. So uh, again, I have to tell you that I'm so happy to be able to come to you again today from the beautiful KFAX studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area that is now my permanent home to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting families and small business owners. However, as always, I must once again ask you to please note that this show does not provide legal advice nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with any one of you within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information and ideas that might be able to help you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to you or your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with an outline of some of the issues that may help you seek out and find qualified professional help. I do this because, as I'm known for saying, representing yourself as your own legal counsel is like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. If you're lucky, you might be able to get close to your adversary and scratch her on the arm or even poke her in the eye. Uh, But, you know, if I'm your adversary, you're not even going to get close and you're likely going to be dead on arrival. So once again, I must share that the purpose of Selwyn's Law here on KFAX is to help you um, learn something about the law, especially that area that's concerned with your finances, your money, and sometimes the lack thereof, and and to understand it in a non-threatening educational form. So with that understanding, let's circle back to our baseline topic of bankruptcy. We took a rather long securitist detour uh, into tax law because we're right in the midst of tax season. But I want to get back to bankruptcy um, and because I was uh, reading um, today an article uh, that shared a surprising statistics that uh, might be a big surprise to you all because it was a, a relatively big surprise to me, although I practice bankruptcy and I strive to be well-informed. But this statistic said that 60% of all personal, that is to say consumer-based bankruptcy, where the the largest amount of debt are not business-related, but they're personal or consumer-related debt, 60% of the filings are related to a family's inability to pay their doctor bills. So as I've shared with you guys in the past, um, student loan debt is the, um, the area that's rising 
the most. It's making the year-over-year increase. But by far, the largest area um, for filing bankruptcy is the inability to pay medical bills. And it plays a role at least partially in 60% of the bankruptcies that are filed, non-business-related bankruptcies that are filed here in the United States. Um, so uh, my source material is an article in The Atlantic magazine dated March 15, 2019, entitled Americans Are Going Bankrupt from Getting Sick. Further, doctors' bills pay a role, play a role in 60% of personal bankruptcy filings, and the article is written by Olga Kazan. And Ms. Kazan begins her, her tale um, by stating uh, that in April 2016, Venus Lockhart was about to give a speech at an event she'd volunteered for near her home in Atlanta, Georgia. She was already stressed as the previous night she stayed up late making her presentation and then deleted it all by mistake. As she stepped up to the podium to give her remarks, she noticed that her words were slurring. She tried to speak into the mic, but the words that came out didn't make any sense. A friend walked up and grabbed Ms. Lockhart by her arm. A few people, noticing that something wasn't right, walked Lockhart to another room and called an ambulance. Lockhart, who was 57 at the time and uninsured, didn't know whether she could or should refuse an ambulance ride or decide which hospital it should take her to. Paramedics sped her a few miles to Emory University Hospital Midtown, where she was held overnight. It turned out that she suffered a transient Islamic attack, a mini-stroke. The hospital performed tests and sent her home, where she recovered fully. In May, the hospital bill arrived. Lockhart had been charged $26,203.62 total for observation. That was the line item on her bill, observation, $26,203.62, which the bill instructed her she had to pay within 20 days. And this sent Lockhart, who was already stressed out into a tailspin. Dang, I knew I shouldn't have gone to the hospital, she remembered thinking. But at the same time, it was really scary to me not being able to talk. As such, Lockhart was about to join the ranks of Americans who live with crippling amount of medical debt. Medical debt is a uniquely American phenomenon, a burden that would be unfathomable in many other developed countries. According to a survey published this month in the American Journal of Public Health, nearly 60% of the people who filed for bankruptcy said a medical expense very much or somewhat contributed to their bankruptcy. That was more than the percentage of those who cited home foreclosure or student loans. The finding was only the latest in the long string of statistics suggesting that many Americans who have faced major scares face significant financial setbacks afterwards. In a 2016 study, it was found that a third of cancer survivors had gone into debt as a result of their medical expenses. 
and 3% filed for bankruptcy. And according to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, it had a study it conducted in 2014, medical bills are the most common cause of unpaid bills sent to collection agencies. About a fifth of Americans have a medical claim on their credit report, and some proportion of that bill is currently not overdue. So when we come back, we're going to delve a little bit deeper into our discussion of the significant role, the lack of universal access to affordable and available medical care has on the U.S. consumer and causing them to file for bankruptcy. But first, let's take a short break. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion on how we're all going broke trying to see the doctor. And you know, that's a shame. Before we took the break, I shared with you some experts from a very troubling article published in The Atlantic on March 15, 2019, entitled, Americans are going broke from getting sick. It goes on to say doctors' bills play a role in 60% of the personal bankruptcy filings in this country. So let's continue. You know, in some states, hospitals are required to provide charity care to certain low-income and uninsured patients. But several advocacy groups have found that these patients sometimes end up getting a regular bill instead. Um, Many advocates are seeing hospitals sending debtors to debt collection without saying anything about the debt collection to the consumer of medical services. Um, In a statement, an American Hospital uh, Association spokesman said in 2017, hospitals provide more than $38 billion worth of care to patients who could not afford it otherwise. Hospitals across the country strive to find ways to help under- and uninsured patients navigate the system. Hospitals offer charity programs, check as such people who need it need to check for public assistance to see if uh, they or their family members qualify for some discounts and utilize those discounts whenever possible. But, you know, i got to say, the reason why I'm so troubled by this article is Um, You know, we do have good models of public health access in America already. I mean, everyone acts like it's so strange and uh, it can't be done. But, you know, my dad was in the service, and that was part of his payment was to have access for himself and his family to quality medical care. Yeah, I was born while my dad was overseas in the Korean War slash whatever it is now, armistice. And my mother uh, had me in a, uh, in a medical facility that was run by the military. And I 
My mother and I both got great quality care there. And I was married to a professional soldier who, while he was overseas, I went back to stay with these great-grandparents that I told you guys about. And um, that was in a city. Uh, There was no medical uh, military facility around. But the military picked up my hospital bill at a civilian facility. So the model uh, of the military medical system could be implemented, I believe, across the board here in America. Why is it a profit motive for people who need medical care? You know, everyone talks about access to insurance, and I have a background in the insurance industry. Why is the model access to insurance? The model should be access to quality health insurance. Hardworking American citizens who find themselves needing to visit the doctor themselves or their children shouldn't end up in bankruptcy court. You know, I'm a bankruptcy lawyer. I like to practice bankruptcy, rebilliative bankruptcy, where, you know, strive to help families get back on their feet, strive to help businesses get back on their feet because they might have made a poor financial decision. How could it be a poor financial decision to take yourself, your children, your spouse, your parents, or your grandchildren to the doctor? I don't get it. And many times doctors now are selling debt that you and I can't pay to debt collectors who they buy it for pennies on the dollar from the doctor. The doctor has a a minor recovery and can go on to the next patient, a group of patients. And these same debt collectors that chase after us for unsecured debt, uh, credit card debt, and you know, repossess our automobiles. They're they're coming after us for something that we we can't do without. I mean, if we have good genes and we don't have to go to the doctor very often, knock on wood, that's me. For, but but I'm getting older, so who who knows? But there are some people with chronic illness, some of which is caused by the environmental stress and other pollutants that we have to deal with. Uh, You know, I'm not talking socialism here, although it might sound that way. I'm talking a need, a human need that Christians should want our brothers and sisters to have access to. There needs to be a better way for physicians to provide services to middle-income people and especially to low-to-moderate-income folks who don't have uh, resources otherwise. So that's that's what I got out of this article, and that's why I thought it was so important to share it with you today. Uh, our medical system is not functioning properly. Too many people are ending up in bankruptcy court because they visited the doctor. We shouldn't go broke taking care of our medical needs, our physical needs, and our mental health care needs, because that's a whole completely different set of problems that um, I've I've discovered in my practice many people who are um, dealing with financial stress have emotional issues as well, and those people need to be able to go to the doctor. 
Um, the article concludes by saying to negotiate with a hospital, consumer advocates suggest um, people who have the need reach out to nonprofit organizations that provide um, access to services and also advocate on behalf, on behalf of consumers that can't afford to pay for their medical bills. As always, I want you to know you shouldn't be ashamed if you end up having to file for bankruptcy, if that's the only way you can keep your family together, keep your family's finances together, because um, it's better to file for bankruptcy than to lose everything. And sometimes even people who don't have much to lose, maybe they don't own a home, they don't own a, own a car, they're, uh, they do want to be able to have access to rent. And as you know, um, all of the stuff goes on your credit report, making it very hard for you to move out of a, uh, an apartment maybe you don't want to be in into a place you can uh, afford and be willing to raise your family. So um, debt related to medical bills, just like credit card debt, can be a detriment to your family. So you should consider filing for bankruptcy if you're unable to find uh, medical services that are affordable via nonprofit organizations, or you can't find a nonprofit that will work with you to try to eliminate your debt, because sometimes that'll work, then don't be ashamed to file for bankruptcy to deal with your medical bills. You can't pay the bills. You shouldn't suffer in anguish because of it. Because when all this fails, uh, a person is at imminent risk of having your wages garnished. And so isn't that kind of sick? You're sick. You go to the doctor. You get a large medical bill. You can't pay the medical bill. The doctor will try to collect, send your bill to a collection agency. Ultimately, debt buyers will come in, pay the, the collection agency or the doctor pennies on the dollar for your $26,000 bill for observation. And then they will own the debt outright and they will sue you to collect it. If they get a judgment, they can come in and attach your savings account, your checking account. And ultimately they can go to your employer with a judgment and garnish your wages. This is why I think the system of providing medical services in our country today is sick. And you and I, as tax-paying, involved people who care about our community, need to get involved in the political process to help instruct our elected officials on how to go about reclaiming our access to medical care. And as I started this presentation, you know, I grew up in a system where soldiers, we thank them for their service by providing their families with access to some of the best medical services available. In fact, there were two great army, well, two great military hospitals here in the Bay Area that have subsequently shut down. Letterman Army Medical Center. My family lived on the Presidio. That was a great hospital. They had great doctors there. When I was in Europe, went to great hospitals. 
And then there was the Naval Regional Medical Center in Oakland. Those hospitals have gone by the board. Maybe we should re-dredge up and reconfigure the military model as a possible solution to our medical issues, uh, access to affordable and available medical care today. Okay, that's where I'm going to leave it. And as always, I say we all need to stay on the right side of the law, even if that means sometimes we have to help our lawmakers create new laws. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to SelwynWhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.